Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions and join industry leaders as they share their stories and offer tips and advice to real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Rissa of Chicago Title, Arizona. Well, welcome back to the Real Estate Sessions podcast. This week on episode nine, I've got actually a good friend joining me on the podcast and it's Nick Bastian. Nick Bastian's with Realty Executives and definitely a member of the RE.net. Nick's been at this digital, social, online kind of a thing for well over 10 years, probably longer than that. So uh, let's get started with Nick. Nick, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Mr. Visser. So like I always do, I want to start at the beginning. <laughs> what, what, you've been in real estate how long? I've been licensed for 23 years. Okay. And bought my first house in 1988. So you're how old? 19. Wow. So you're 19 years old. You buy your first. Now this is how did that happen? Kind of give us that story. That's pretty amazing. Um, my dad helped my brother and I. I bought that house with my brother. Um, it's in Mesa, and my dad had been a realtor when we were kids, and he was. I would call my dad kind of like the ultimate entrepreneur. He just always had cool stuff going on. And so that mindset of you know, the entrepreneurial spirit just has always been in our family. And we were sitting there one day and my dad comes home and says, you guys bought a house. And it was a, it was a non-assumable, or excuse me, an assumable VA loan. So I think we put $4,000 down on this house, signed some paperwork with um, title company, and moved in. So, that, so, <laughs> so, so you're owners of property at a very early age. When did you decide that real estate was going to be the thing for you? How, long, how much longer before you got your license? I, it started probably then, maybe even earlier than that. Um, because my dad actually did sell real estate for a while, but uh, that was probably in the mid-70s. Mm -hmm. And I would say right around the time we bought that house, I, I kind of got the bug. We had roommate, you know, we ended up getting another roommate in that house. Shortly after that, that was during the whole failed RTC days, the savings and loan institutions. It hit Arizona kind of hard, didn't it? it good old uh, Keating, man. Yeah. <laughs> good old Charles. <laughs> he was involved with that pretty heavily. Right. And, you know, I remember shortly after we had bought that house, and I forget the exact time frames, but maybe within the next couple of years or so, um, a buddy and I, I had gotten a real estate license in 92 but we had bought a fourplex actually a friend of mine and i each bought a fourplex in this little kind of cluster of fourplexes there were seven units and so we each bought one and the rtc made us live in in that it was an owner occupied fha loan type of a thing sure and that was a learning experience for sure but so we did pretty well on those. Yeah, I was going to say, did you did you turn around and sell those, or is there how did that work out? Well, we we did buy them. Um, let's see, we paid fifty thousand dollars for those fourplex each, and they paid our cost. I think we were in there for like fifteen hundred bucks, right? Mm -hmm. And 
there was a doctor that started buying the rest of the seven units. A couple of them were in foreclosure, a couple of them were not in foreclosure. And we would see him in there before, you know, once in a while. And, you know, he asked us if we ever wanted to sell. We said no. And then there's some cash flow coming out of them. You're probably pretty yeah, happy. Yeah, we're doing yeah, fine. You good. know, they, their rents weren't a lot of money, sure. but we were young. You weren't in on it. We didn't have any bills, and we right. were just kind of having some fun and get, learning some stuff. And um, close to a year after we bought them, this doctor comes in and says, I want to take you guys to lunch. Or he said, we need to go to lunch. So, all right, fair enough. So we meet him for lunch, and we're walking in the restaurant. I'll never forget, he looked at us, and he said, when we leave here, you're either going to buy me out or I'm going to buy you out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we kind of chuckled. And so we were sitting there, and um, I'm not sure if we made the deal that day, but pretty soon after, he did buy him from us. And I, it was either 100000 or 110000 each. So, you know, people say, oh, you doubled your money. But if you think about it, you know, we had maybe 1500 in it. Yeah, and so that was that was pretty good, and I kind of, I I was more or less, especially the first, man, even ten years of my career, just a total workaholic, right? But I was, we were buying and selling our own property as well, and I was doing a lot of the multifamily stuff then. Okay, so it's it's like a combination of a, a guy with a motor who's ready to go and some pretty good timing. Yeah, with the RTC thing that led to like a really great opportunity for you and you obviously took advantage of it. We did. Yeah. I took advantage of it. Um, and I've had a lot of fun along the way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's, let's fast forward a little bit. Now we get to, I know you, you did some interesting work with a, uh, with a builder in town, right? Yep. So tell me about that a little bit. We did some contingency management stuff. Um, which means somebody's go contingency is just if somebody is purchasing a home from the builder, um, and they've got to sell a home, that's a contingency sale. So we had some agreements in place with a lot of the big builders, you know, Beezer, Sensex, Rylan, Pulte, um, and we were helping with that contingency stuff. So it was a really good business for a while. We, we were cranking them out pretty good. This is uh, the kind of the start of the buildup into the 2000s, late 99, right. early 2000. When early 2000s. Look out, right? really doing them. Bunch of them. Arizona was super busy with yeah. their builds at that time. Good. So you, you're moving through that that uh, phase, but you're also doing regular real estate, I'll call it, right? You've oh, got, yeah. You've got your I client mean, base and your friends and your sphere, and you're doing all this other stuff as well. So you're, you're pretty busy. Absolutely. Yeah, because that was, I mean, mm-hmm. I had been in the business for, what, 10 or 12 yeah. years by then. Right. You know, so it was a normal, normal business. But then um, when we started doing that, I was working at one firm, and then we, we – we created a new real estate firm just for that contingency stuff for a while. Okay. Um, and I, and I think there was at one time there was five realtors, and we did over six hundred transactions a year. Wow. So we were cranking them out pretty yeah. good. You know, busy. We had some a couple of some awesome support staff that um, would help, but it was just me, you know, and. I remember a couple years in a row having maybe a hundred, well, one year, a little over a hundred referrals from the builders closed in a, in a calendar year that as a one man show, that was literally working 24 seven. Right. You know, I mean, I'd come out of an appointment, my voicemail's full, you know, moving on to the next one and just trying to go. And I, I kind of wish 
you know, to do that again would be fun just because I learned a lot from that. And that was a lot of, you know, not only life experience, but some really good real estate experience as far as dealing with that many sellers of properties and, and watching that market change. Um, we had a lot of fun while it lasted. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Now you, um, let's get to what I think most people are tuning into this podcast for. And that is you are, you're one of the early pioneers of the RE.net. I know we're going to talk about this later, but am I right? And I think I'm right. You attended the actual very first RE bar camp. Yeah. Wow. Sure. So we'll that talk about awesome. that. That's great. I so I still have the playing cards. If anybody knows what the playing cards, remember <laughs> that. Ask me. I've got a photo of it. It's pretty awesome stuff. That's sweet. <laughs> so, so what, what was it for you? You know, cause especially you weren't somebody who was desperate for business. You were busy and it maybe it slowed down on the contingency stuff, but you still had a good business going. What, what was it that drew you into the digital side of things? Because the first real estate websites were coming in the late nineties. You probably had something yourself in the two yeah, thousands. What I did you like a template superlative type okay. site at the Nick time. or something I imagine. Yeah. And then, I mean, I registered that. I really don't, I mean, I could look, but I'll bet you I've owned that domain for close to 20 years. I mean, huh. whenever they started, I owned it. I've owned it for a long time. And, you know, I remember for a while, like, crud fax machines were brand new. And, you know, people were like, wait a minute. You mean you could put this paper in this machine? And, you know, it came out on that curly paper. Sure. That left it in Thermal that. paper. Thermal paper. Yeah. And then this whole Internet thing, people were like, oh, my gosh, it's going to ruin our business. And we can't, you know, we got to be the guardians of this stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, at first, I, mean, I think I did have some concerns, but. It didn't last long to where I, I really did want to embrace that. I'm like, it's here. And I don't see it going away. And I do remember a point in my career where I'm like, I don't know if this whole everybody's going to have a website thing is, is going to really stick or not. But it, it certainly did. Right. Know? And better protect yourself than you did. Right. So, right. so you took, you were uh, an early adopter of blogging. And I, I think I am probably well over 10 years we're in 2006 yeah. so probably more than that probably closer to 13 14 years you've been involved in some way shape or form what how did you first get started what was your first platform uh, well i remember you know trying to learn more about the whole internet thing and what's going to happen with how do we advertise properties online and you know who's going to control that type of a thing um and so i would just research it online and, and so i I found some stuff about blogging and making your own websites. And my first platform, it was on, it's either Blogger or Blogspot or whatever that sure. early Google's, Google's first platform sure. was, you know, yeah. uh, I actually still have those. I mean, I haven't touched them for years, but they stick with you. Now, um, what, were, what was, what was your content at that time? I, you know, I'm not, I'm not speaking out of turn here. We all know you as Mr. Tempe. If anyone in town <laughs> knows that, by the way, if you're listening, just do a search for Tempe real estate or Tempe real estate agent, and <laughs> Tempe homes for sale, watch you pops up. But you know, was it, were you that focused on Tempe at the time or were you talking about some other things? Gosh, I'm gonna, it's kind of weird, but I don't remember a whole lot about those. I need to go dig up some of those first blog posts because <laughs> sure. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're forgettable. <laughs> It'd be kind of a nice series for some blog you own now. Yeah, well, yeah, we could do a Phoenix real estate guy, uh, early days of what I messed up on the internet or something. Perfect. I like it. So you, you weren't, there wasn't a, 
it sounds like there wasn't a huge strategy. It was just, I got to get out here and start talking about real to, estate. So in the beginning, it was more, I wanted to learn about it, right? I wanted to learn what is a blog? How does it work? How does it, you know, what is, I didn't, even, I didn't know what a link meant or why would you do that or why would you need it or do you need it or what is the word anchor text? I remember right. reading about stuff like that. I'm like, well, this is interesting, you know, and, right. um, through that, I quickly found Active Rain. I followed a bunch of super smart people on there, you know, mm-hmm. very early adopters and people that I still call my friends today. You know, it's pretty cool that a lot of those guys, you know, some are there, some are not there. But um, even some of the guys, like the early owners of Active Rain and stuff, I would I met them in San Francisco at Bar Camp and went to conferences and. You know, just hanging out with these people and talking to them and watching what they're doing. Ginger and Andy Kaufman and Brad Coy, you know, and Heather Elias. And, you know, obviously Jay Thompson was a a big influence early on just so many people. Right. Um, Jeff Turner was like, you know, he's still, he's like this rock star, you know. And he's just a guy that, you know, I've been really fortunate to, to meet him and hang out with him and just to, if he comes into town, we've gone and had beers together. That's where you learn the stuff. You know, there's, I remember this Inman conference in San Francisco and doing, I've got this little video of Jeff talking to some guys in the hallway. You know, we always talk about the hallway conversations and how important that stuff is and how much you can learn there. And, you know, going to these things, there's always really good content, but it's the, the people you know and you, you just get to learn things from them. Right, you you rattled off basically like half the RE, original re.net there. I mean, yeah, those I mean, people I were the ones. Yeah, sure, but, um, yeah, I'm sure they'll send you a text or something. <laughs> right? yeah. But uh, so yeah, th- th- this 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 thing starts and it starts shaping up, it starts taking form, and, okay. and you um, somewhere in in your mind have this, you know, the light rails coming to Tempe, and yep. so that was a big deal. I think you realized and recognized early that was an opportunity. If you could become an expert and have an online presence built around that light rail, yep. that there is a natural play into your real estate business. Yeah, because I always, I've mm-hmm. always been really, really interested in, you know, call it whatever you want, hyper local or whatever type of blog you want to call it, but community building, community blogging. Um, I mean, these are buzzwords. Those are buzzwords we use today. You're talking about doing this back in 05, 06. Yeah, and that's what I really wanted to do. You know, this whole lifestyle blog type of a thing. And and, I mean, today, even more than ever, I I really think that it's it's hugely important. I mean, that's dependent. There's so many different ways to run a real estate business, right? And that's what I love about it. Like, there's some guys that are just big, giant lead gen guys, whether it's phone calls or sphere or database, you know, however you want to do it. But for me, I've always, you know, I really want to have a connection with my past clients. Um, so that's been the biggest success that I've had in my business, you know, referrals and repeat business. But you have to take care of them. But I also, in any of my blogging or web development or stuff, I want to create an opportunity for myself to work with like-minded people, right? I'm not a guy that's going to buy leads from any of the big major portals because what I find there is you get so many random calls of people 
all over the state or all over the valley that I, I'm just not very good at that type of a, a business, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm much more of a relational business, um, and that's what I enjoy. So not especially now in my career, I want to I want to really enjoy it. You know, I mean, you've got three sons; they're all coming into yeah, right. what are they nine and. They're actually 10, 9, and 9? Oh, boy. So I've, so. Got, yeah, I've got twin boys that are 10, and I've got an 11-year-old. And talk about a fun age. Yeah, you know? so quality of life is important. You, sure. Why would you spend your time not working with people you don't want to work with? Right. Which you get it's just now. not worth it. Yeah. Um, and do you find that then with real life, and reallife.com, by the way, if you don't know about it, go check it out. If, if With real life, you were able to make those connections because you're all about Tempe. Right. You're all about ASU. Right. Go Devils. Right. And so, so you, you found that you're able to connect that really is those are like minded people. Those are people that care about this community. Yeah. They're people who care about, you know, ASU. Absolutely. Um, and so that's a natural well, fit for you. I, I've had a lot of fun with that site. I mean, the last year or so I've really like not been able to keep up with it just because, you know, I'm also, my business is doing really well right now. You know, I've got some a really great, we run just a really small team, but, mm-hmm. um, I have not enjoyed real estate this much in my 23 years so wow. before now. So, you know, we're we're focusing on our clients and our customers first, and then we're focusing on really hyper local stuff in other areas that we want to work. So, that combination to me is just what makes me happy. I'm really trying to find some people because we do have some really good tools as far as a, a web presence that. I'd like to bring on some people, maybe other realtors and writers and stuff that can help us with the presence that we've had or we've built. But, you know, we'll get there. And if not, that's okay too. But, I mean, we're just really focusing on our current business. So real life, I guess stepping back a little bit, what happened there is when I, you know, kind of early on in the um, blogging days is I started reading about this light rail line. And I wanted to know, you know, where is it going to go? What's it going to do? How is it going to affect people here? Because it actually was kind of coincided as when I was doing the contingency management, and I saw sprawl firsthand. Talk about sprawl because, I mean, I'm working with people in Mesa, Chandler, Gilbert that are moving, you know, a lot further out of town in these new subdivisions. And so we'd sell their home and they'd buy the new home out there. And so the light rail line, I'm like, wow. There's not ever been an opportunity like this in Arizona to live an urban lifestyle like that, right? And I thought it was cool. And so I had some big ideas with it in the beginning. And, you know, for one reason or another, I just kind of had to focus on what can I do with this, you know? And so we started writing about, you know, here's the schedule. Here's where it's going to go. Here's how much it costs. But then we started writing, you know, especially once it opened, like, what kind of places are around there? What are what are about the restaurants and you know how do you get to a Diamondbacks game or a Suns game or an ASU football game? You know we coined the term railgating, and we have our tailgate parties. It's you know drive the light rail, come join us at our park. You know and it's just and that blog really did kind of take on a life of its own for a while. I mean it it was really successful in that I met a ton of great people. Um, Didn't it connect you with the uh, the city of Tempe and the Chamber of Commerce and the yeah, community? Yeah, I mean, you it kind really of, did. I mean, yeah. I've done, and I still am 
especially even now more than before, I, I'm very involved with like some chamber of commerce stuff, and I'm always watching kind of the development going on down there. But in 2008 or nine or something, um, Mayor Hallman put me up in the state of the city address and mentioned RailLife.com. He said, you know, he's got some cool quotes in there that I, you know, he's like. Um, talking about people that are doing great things with them for the city of Tempe to tell people about the lifestyle that we have here. So yeah, that was really cool that, that they did that. But without that blog, I would have never had an opportunity to meet a lot of people that I've met since then. Real life was your earliest. That was the first, that was your driver. You always had Nick Bastion.com. I know right. it was on a templated site, but it, it eventually moved over into the WordPress world, much right. like real life is. Yeah. I think that's, if, if anybody's going to really be serious about, and I shouldn't say that cause I'm, I'm certainly not like Joe SEO or blogging expert, but I feel like currently um, that's a great platform to be on. And I, I have to ask this question cause people are going to wonder this. And if I, I'll do it now so I don't forget if I'm a brand new agent, and I want to get into blogging. Is it is it too late? I don't think it's ever too late. I think a blog is a really good tool to help you with your real estate business. But you need to understand and, and have a plan. Just like anybody in business, have a business plan and have reasonable expectations. And remember that there's a bunch of realtors out there and there's a bunch of people online and there's a bunch of big companies but there's only 10 spots on page one of Google <clears throat> and those 10 spots are pretty hard to get at. I, I'm just going to assume here, you know, since you kind of developed a, a, a lifestyle kind of a blog initially and, and definitely got specific that it's going to be something niche. You're going to have to, you know, kind of specialize and focus and not be too broad. You mean as a new realtor? Yeah. Okay. I've got kind of two answers to that. Okay. It, if you want to play the SEO game, that's probably your only chance. But I think that having a blog or a website can also be more of a push and pull thing. Like put good content on there and send it to your people. Don't just sit there and assume that if you put it out there, people are going to come to it because that's more difficult than some people think. And it's a lot more difficult than some people teach. You know, we get a lot of these guys that are teaching these classes on, Oh, I can get you on page one of Google or you can outrank. And, you know, maybe they can, but that's not been my experience. I mean, it's a lot of hard work to do that, but I'm a huge fan of, I mean, the reality is mo there's a lot of people looking for homes online and they want to get information about the homes, right? So provide that to them. And there's a lot of different ways to do that, but I don't think blogging is dead by any means. I think some people, there's that conversation where some people feel that, but I still think you can have a good web presence and, and be a local expert and be, and it doesn't even have to be community specific. It can be industry specific, you know, talk about how our contracts or the importance of our agency relationships or just stuff like that and provide value to buyers and sellers. So you're, you're, you're creating basically this, this library of content that's there forever that yep. you can always access and, um, and, and share out with people that need to be shared out. And, and, and eventually over time, maybe search does kind of come its way. It's possible. Right. Absolutely. It's possible. With, yeah. with consistency. And, um, I know that, you know, you're, I, I'm trying to guess how many posts you have on real life. You had to just ballpark it. 
1,500. 1,500, okay. So, so anyone listening, if you're only at 30, you got a long ways to go <laughs> to make a difference. So, so now let's come up to the present day. This, there was a, a really cool move that happened this year, and it was you and a couple of good friends, Shar uh, Rondio, who's a realty executive's agent now, yep. and Dean Willette, who's currently now as well a realty executive's agent. You must have had something to do with that, I'm just thinking. Um, a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, it was I mean, all part of the game, but uh, I'm, I'm very happy to be working with them. They're awesome. And so the three of you got together and actually purchased Phoenix Real Estate Guy from Jay Thompson. Yeah, that was um, that was pretty exciting. It was something that you know, I think it was in the works for a little while, but um, I remember early on, like. I think one of the first times I met Jay was at an NAR conference in Las Vegas. He had no idea who I was, and I really didn't know a lot about him yet. I knew he was that blogger guy, you know? Like, mm -hmm. Sure. But, um, I was so new at it, and we didn't even know each other then. But uh, I just... I have so much respect for the work that he's done on that blog. And then just over the last year or so, you know, when, when he went to Zillow, they just, he wasn't going to be able to keep up with it. And he had some people that were writing on there. Dean did continue to do some work. I think Shar did some guest posts and then some of their other agents. But, you know, after a year or two years, it, it just wasn't getting anywhere near the, the traffic or the kind of the love that it, it needed. And, you know, this opportunity presented itself and Dean and Shar and I kind of talked about some different ideas on what we could or would or should do with it. And we pulled the trigger. And I think, it, I think it's a good fit for everybody. You know, Jay and Francie are really enjoying their life right now. Jay's got an awesome gig and he's one of the best brilliant minds in the industry, but I don't think he wanted to sell it to somebody that wasn't going to really put a lot of their heart and soul into it as well. Kind of and, honor the legacy <laughs> that yeah, was created. You know, right? And we talked to him about that and we, you know, we explained that that's really what we'd like to do with it. And we're, we're working through some changes with the site and some updates. And, you know, we, we tried to, when we first bought it, we tried to get out a whole bunch of new content just to kind of get it, going again um this summer we've been working on some new things as far as what are we going to do with the look and feel and um jay's style was certainly different than my style it doesn't mean either one's better or worse it's just different right and, mm -hmm. um so i'm trying to bring some different community page type aspects into that and, and kind of get to some of the stuff that I like to do as far as narrow the focus on some of the pages to where some of the leads are more specific to areas that the three of us want to work. And then, I mean, there's just so much potential with this site. It's not even funny. I mean, we eventually could have agents in other parts of town helping us with leads or helping us create content and different, you know, there's just so much you can do with the animal that he built. I mean, my goodness, there, we go through that thing and you sit down and you go through some of the pages and pages of posts on that thing and the content that he's got. And it's just unreal to me as a kind of a geek to go through that thing and say, wow, check this out. Yeah. 
So that's it's been pretty fun. So you know, just from a, like a operational uh, point, you know, question: Do you did you did you obtain like the social you know handles for all that site and everything? Did, yeah, you know, we, how did we that do. Work? So that um, you know, Jay's got such massive followings on some of the stuff, though we we're able to kind of transfer Twitter accounts and stuff to where we don't have a big presence on there yet. Um, but we were able to keep some of the other stuff and we're slowly working through some of that still. And that's going to be, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's going to be another year or so until that thing's probably really humming along like we really want it to. But that's our, I mean, we don't, none of us think that the internet's going away. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, no. um, so we'll continue to put a lot of hard work into it. It's fun for me. That's I'm, I've taken enough of your time. I get to get you back to work. Let me, I always wrap up every podcast with the same question. And it's, if you could only, you only had one thing you could tell a realtor who's maybe they're chugging along, but they want to really make this next big move. What's, what's one thing you would tell them? What's one piece of advice you'd give somebody to, that they've got to focus on to make their business grow? Treat people right. I mean, it sounds corny, but in my business, that's the biggest thing. I mean, you can be the world's biggest geek or blogger or whatever, but the most success I've ever had is by just being honest with people and treat them how you'd want to be treated when you're buying or selling a house, you know? I don't look at us as salespeople. Like, you know, and everybody that wants to talk about, you know, all this um, online, you know, people don't need realtors anymore. That's the biggest crock of crap of me out there I mean people need somebody that's familiar with the process and we need to treat them right and that's kind of what we've always done and it's, I just I, the relational side of this business is my favorite part of it so that's my scoop <laughs> awesome well Nick thank you so much for taking time out here on the real estate sessions podcast to spend a little time share your story share what's happened uh, in your, your, your little tiny corner of the world. I mean, Tempe is an amazing place. It's a fun place to be. I know you're going to love raising your kids there. Yeah. Go Devils. We don't want them going off to Texas A&M. Your wife, Lori, <laughs> might want to. Could you have a conversation about that with her? Let's we make sure. Yeah, okay, we, good. We so make sure they're all Devils and uh, no Aggies. Anyways, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to Episode 9 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. We'll be back next week. Uh, and every Tuesday, we publish a, a new interview with an industry leader. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you soon. You've been listening to The Real Estate Sessions with Bill Risser of Chicago Title, Arizona. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and tell your friends about The Real Estate Sessions as new episodes are published weekly.